being together. Well, as Ollie said, my name's Joe Crummy, and one of the leaders here, and great to have you here this morning. So welcome, and thanks for those who are joining online. And uh, thanks to Angela and the team for leading us so well in worship. And I don't do this very often, but I'm going to just pretty much completely change what I was going to speak on, all within the last couple of minutes. So what I was going to speak on, great message, and we'll get to it another time, but there's just something stirring in my heart, and what part of the message this morning, we were actually going to take 15, 20 minutes to pray, and I think that's what we're supposed to do, but I feel like I just need to address things a bit from a different angle, and um, so let me just share a couple of things with you. I'm going to read a passage of scripture, briefly unpack it, and then we're going to pray together. How's that sound? Sound good? All right. So, couple of things I just want to share with you as a church family. One is, right now, Mark and Debbie Rushworth are in Halifax with um, four other couples. They went there this weekend, and that's part of our process of trying to discern from God, are we to church plant into that whole area? If so, who, when, that process. And so it's an important weekend as they went on Friday, and they've been praying and going, getting geography and meeting people and all those different things. So that's something that Again, we're praying into and discerning. It is gift day, as Ollie said, and so I just want to give an update on that. And so as we're about these renovations and our church weekend coming up in June, so thank you for those who've registered for the church weekend. I think we're over 110 registered for the church weekend, and we want everyone there. So when we say church family weekend, family doesn't mean if you're single, you can't come. No, you're, it, we're just talking family as in church family. And so we want everyone there, young and old. But we do need to know some numbers and some different things. So there's some paper registrations here and are welcome. If you're on My Christ Central, you can do it all through there. But please um, register, and our gift day is going to help pay for that. And I'm going to give an update on gift day. So we had our first one last week, and we're really believing for God to provide. And I think a year ago, I think our first gift day, because we usually do it over two Sundays, I think... A year ago, our first Sunday of gift day was about $8,500, which was a little bit discouraging, but we're thankful for every penny. And over the next three months, our second Sunday, we got to about 30000 or thirty-three, and then over the next three months, more money trickled in, and we got to about 50000 which we're really grateful for. But we're like, okay, God, with these renovations, we, we, we are praying for more than that, as God provides. And so a couple weeks ago, I went through some of the stories of God's provision in history, and just amazing how God does it. And so I'm really grateful and thankful to say on our first Sunday this year, we had just over $55,000 come in. So a big thank you to those who gave, and that's very encouraging. And now different ones are giving today and over the next few weeks, and so we're going to continue to pray into that. And I was going to do a part two um, of speaking into that on just some of the practicalities, but I feel it's more stirring faith today than it is some of the practicalities. We can come back to it. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to read from um, 2 Kings. And so one that we don't always um, read from, but 2 Kings chapter 6. And let me just read it to you, and it's easy to follow along because it's quite, it's, it's a story, and it's a real story, but it's a bit easier to read along with. And I'm just going to read this story, and we're just going to look at a couple things from it, and then we're going to pray together. Okay, so we're going to pick it up, and there's a guy named Elisha, and Elisha is a prophet of God. He hears from God, and he's speaking to the people of Israel, and there's a lot of enemies 
with the nation of Israel. And so there are a lot of people out to get Elisha and uh, the nation of Israel. And so they've kind of got enemies on every side. And this is where we pick up the story. And so this is verse 8 of 2 Kings chapter 6 in your Old Testament. Don't worry, I'll read it and you can follow along if you have it on your Bible or on your phone. And we read this. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. And after conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. And the man of God, that's Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place, because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. And time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. How would you like to have that as your secret intel if you're the nation of Israel? And that's what happened. It says this, this enraged the king of Aram. No wonder. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? Like, who's snitching on? Like, who's giving all the information? And they were saying, none of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who was in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dotham. And then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. And they went by night, and they surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots and a fire all around Elisha. So as we've been singing this morning, we're singing God of Revival. God, you can light up. You can light up any darkness. We're singing about God's perseverance. So Jackie bringing that and saying persevering and that the Lord's never forsaken us. God provides. And Kenyunga coming and saying, look, here's the reality. We have circumstances around us. The circumstances don't go away most of the time. So Kenyunga saying, hey, we were displaced. We found a physical home. And then people were coming and destroying all the physical buildings. Kenyung is saying, you got fear or faith? Faith is not saying, I'm just going to pretend they're not there. That's not what Kenyung is talking about. He's saying, no, we're facing, like, people are coming and they're going to destroy our house. And we can approach that with fear or we can approach that with faith that, God, we're putting our trust in you. You've delivered us before. We believe you're going to deliver us again. We don't know how you're going to do it, but we're putting our faith in you, and we're not going to be controlled by fear. And folks, the passage that we just read, and the Bible's full of them, if we are to be people of God, and I'm going to have us kind of, because today, Elijah represented prophet of God, hearing from God, and talking God's heart and God's mind and God's will. In the New Testament, in Christ, we who are followers of Jesus, we are the people of God. We are the prophetic people. And yes, he provides, Jesus provides prophets and that, but we're all prophetic. Everywhere we go, we're, we're bringing, we're the light. We're God's voice. We're God's heart. We're speaking out God's truth. And guess what? That is going to be contested. And the armies might look different. Kenyunga faced physical armies. We don't have that as much in Canada. But we face different things that we have to battle. And if we're going to speak out God's love and God's truth, we have a, we're in a spiritual war. We have real 
enemy, and Satan wants to rob, kill, and destroy, and that comes through all kinds of different means. And we have decisions to make about how we're going to face the circumstances that God puts us in. That we're going to be either facing them with fear or with faith. Let's be clear. We can call facts facts. Elisha was surrounded by an army. So you can't pretend there wasn't an army there. Oh, you're just, no, there was an army. And I'm more with Elijah's servant going like, if I woke up and I looked out and there's an army surrounding the city, I'd be like, oh my Lord, what are we going to do? Fear. And Elisha's coming and saying, God and his army is more than that army. And he prayed, Lord, would you open up my servant's eyes to see what reality is? Because folks, God at work in and through us, as much as we face enemies, the reality is God is greater. And so as we go into Halifax, Dartmouth, Bedford, Lower Sackville, we're not sure where in that whole region, we're going to face a lot of fears. That's just reality. There's an enemy that comes against who hates church, hates church planting, hates all of those things, and that's going to be contested. And we're going to have to either walk by fear or by faith. I have a feeling these renovations, I'm not prophesying it, just being common sense, are going to cost more than we've even budgeted for. And we're going to be encouraged that God's provided this amount, but I have a feeling we're going to need even more. And there's going to be a time of going like, oh, what are we going to do? And are we going to be fearful or are we going to be faithful and saying, God, we don't know how you're going to do it. Or God, we're dependent on you. And folks, we're facing all kinds of circumstances in all of our lives. Where you go, where you go, you are representing Jesus. And it will be contested no matter who we are. So you can say, well, I'm not part of the church plant team in Halifax, so they're kind of more important. I can see how they might face battles, but, you know, I'm kind of insignificant. I'm not going to face. No. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're going to face trials and tribulations because it's going to be contested because the kingdom of darkness is coming against the kingdom of light. And hallelujah, the kingdom of light is greater, but we're going to have to choose fear or faith. And I believe it's one of those mornings where God's just saying, we're putting a stake in the ground and saying, we're going to walk by faith. We're going to keep believing God. We're going to believe the promises of God. We're going to keep trusting. And circumstances might not change right away. And that's why that perseverance word's so important in it. We've got to persevere because we don't always know when God's going to provide. And sometimes it takes days, weeks, months, years, decades. And that's what makes faith hard, isn't it? I'm going to keep believing God's going to provide even though I don't see it today. But we know God's provided in the past. God's going to provide and God's working things in through me through these circumstances and trials. What? To build my character to be more like Jesus. To build, to be that formed to be more like Jesus. That's what that James passage is talking about. Consider it all joy. Really? When trials and tribulations and all that come? I don't consider it joy. I hate it. If I'm perfectly honest. I don't consider it joy. God, get me out of here. 
Get me out of the pressure cooker as fast as possible. That's my flesh. But God, no, you've allowed these circumstances to happen. Because you want to grow faith and trust in me to trust you. And folks, he's doing that for us as a church as well. We're in this together. And I could go through every single person here and say, where God has you planted, it will be contested. And we have choices to make. And it's okay to admit I'm fearful, but I'm choosing to walk by faith. And we're saying, folks, I'm just closing this and we're going to pray. You think about it. The last two weeks, without knowing, Mark spoke on Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, that prayer. Jeremy comes the next week, and we're joking about it because Jeremy's like, oh, I think I'm really supposed to speak from Ephesians, not knowing we've been two years in Ephesians. The exact same verse. How many of you last Sunday when Jeremy pulled it up, I'm like, um, Jeremy, Mark just preached on that last Sunday. We should have maybe told you that because you said you were speaking from Ephesians 1, but I was thinking, you know, maybe the first seven or eight verses. And so I'm a little bit awkward, to be honest. When he pulled up, I'm like, oh, man, we're going to get the same message two weeks in a row. I think we need to hear the same message two weeks in a row. Because the prayer is, God, would you give revelation? Would you open our eyes to see Jesus and everything that Jesus is and our inheritance and all that we have in Jesus? Would you open? It's the same prayer that Elisha prayed for a servant. God, would you open his eyes to see what the reality is? And folks, we think armies that we see against us are reality. It is. But folks, reality is also this. Jesus is at work, and it looks different. But it's still reality. When we pray, we're at war. And we don't always see the answers, but folks, it's reality. And so we're going to pray into some things this morning. And I was so stirred in